When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, it's time for the Sunday Sermon on Crunch Time. I mean this seriously and authentically. Oh, how I feel for Carlton fans, Sarah and Scotty. A rebuild that began in 2015 and has yielded a total of zero finals and a stench of mediocrity. Don't confuse mediocrity with with inadequacy. The Blues are decent, but you can mount an argument they are essentially the same as they were last year or the year before that. Yesterday, their CEO, Brian Cook, said in a radio interview, missing finals would not be the end of the world. That's a quote, not the end of the world. In the footy world, I think it absolutely would be the end of the world. Blues fans are fed up. Many marched out of Marvel Stadium by three-quarter time on Friday night. They see Patrick Cripps, 168 games, four best and fairest, three All-Australians, and no finals. Jacob Wiedering, no finals. Sam Doherty, no finals. Cripps has the potential to be an all-time great of the AFL a Hall of Famer, potentially a Hall of Fame legend if things go his way. But this standing is next to impossible unless he plays in big finals. David Teague had a win-loss record of 41% with a younger list and Charlie Curnow for all but three of the games he coached was was injured. Michael Voss is 29 matches into his tenure and has a win-loss percentage of 51 with a far stronger list. The point is, Carlton is treading water. They are neither a premiership threat or young and rebuilding. And the next five games... The Bulldogs, Collingwood, Sydney away, the Demons and Essendon. Scotty, I guess that's why they call it the Blues. (laughs) Very nice. (laughs) (laughs) Bit to unpack there, Tom. Yeah. Uh, Agree. Agree. You you look at where they're at, where they should be. We talk about the teams. They're not. Brian Cook's right. The world won't end, but the football world will end. Carlton's world will end if they don't make the eight this year. They... Fell over at the final hurdle last year when they should have. I think they lost their last four. Mm. And it was how they lost in last quarters where they're – at times they look like an under-12 team with, with what they were doing and the mistakes they made late in those games. Is that a strategy thing or is that a skill execution thing? You know what? Um, I think that's more a game sense of players issue. I don't – I'm not critical of the coach there because, my God, we're taught at a very young age when we play the game how you wash the clock – and what you do, don't spoil back into the corridor, mm. get it out, start again, milk the clock, take it all the time, find a free option, long down the line, near the back, all of that. That was everything they didn't do late last year. And we're seeing it again with two star forwards. And we spoke before we came on air, didn't we? We could argue the toss on whether they've got five of the top 40 or 50 players in the competition. Uh, they're well and truly overrepresented in that cohort, aren't they? They've got to do something with this team because for all teams, at some point, and you outlined it, Tom, you've got a level of talent in your team that you don't always have. Like, they've got some guns. Couldn't agree more. Paddy Cripps is 28 now, and he hasn't played in a final. They've got – and Kerno and Mackay, I mean, you'd probably for this week's game pick Cameron and Hawkins. Probably. But in two years' time, next year, it's beyond doubt who you're going with. You have to get the most out of them. Weedering is your pillar of your back line. 
Cripps, Walsh through the midfield, Chera. They bring Sard in, elite half back. Mm. You've got to make the use of this talent. Um, and what concerns me, and after game press conferences is a real challenge for coaches. They, they, they want to give a bit, but they don't want to give too much. Can't fault the effort. Okay, well, if you can't fault the effort with the list you've got, why didn't you win the game? Yeah. Strategically, what didn't you do that you should have done to win the game? I mean, at times that's slow. When you've got elite talent in your front half, give them a chance. Get it into them. You know, look at your inside 50. Too simplistic, but inside 50s must win that count. Must give our forwards equal opportunity. And if we do, we think we've got a winning score to kick. But if you're slow with your ball and their disposal, because their midfielders are really prolific in winning the ball, aren't they? Like if we look at the stats each week, you know, the first five names are Carlton players quite often or four of the first six. So they're getting plenty of the football, but are they as direct and getting the most benefit from those possessions? So coalface, get it out, exit, get it in, set up your ground, lock it in, let your forwards cook. It's certainly not panic stations no. yet. They're still in the eight at four, yeah. three, and one. Of course, that draw coming in round one against Richmond. Tough run, and they've got to tweak the way that they move the ball. I have to. Damien Hardwick used to say he'd call it um, big boy month of footy. Yeah. And this is going to be a big boy yeah. month for the Blues <laughs> because they've got the Dogs, the Pies, Swans, Dees, and then after that, the Dons. So uh, this is going to show us exactly where Carlton sit and if they can turn around this malaise at the moment because – it's frustrating watching this team, as you say, with so much talent, mm. produce so little at this point in time, Tom. They have to beat the Swans and Essendon if they consider themselves genuine final threats and potentially winning a final or two. And they probably should beat the Bulldogs if they consider themselves a proper top six team winning a final. And they have to perform well against Collingwood and Melbourne. And at the bye, we'll have a greater understanding of where Carlton are at. I'm just worried about their continued mediocrity. Yeah. If you look at it, and we'd start talking eight-point games, the Bulldogs is one. That might be the game that if they don't win, they can't make it. If they do, they're still in the hunt because, you know, that Bulldogs win. Who are you competing against for that spot in the eight? It's like we talked about Adelaide earlier. A couple yeah, of yeah. narrow losses can be what cost you in the final run. I just don't like seeing the very best players not play finals. I hated seeing Nick Rewalt not win a premiership or Brad Johnson not winning a premiership um, because footy is a game where 18 are on the field at any one time, so you only get so much influence, unlike NBA or other, other sports, even soccer with 11. Um, I, I want to see Patrick Cripps in so, a finals cauldron at a prelim, in a grand final. So that's where that discussion comes in around, you know, you've got the talent. And I think a coach can have such a significant impact in a game of football and how it looks because – the talent, and that is just one part of it. And the individual's ability to influence a game with 18 and all of that as such, but how you set it up and how it looks. I mean, um, Geelong is an example, aren't they? They're always hard to play against. Uh, they miss personnel, but as a really good example, this is what they do, and it gives them – that structure gives them an opportunity to compete and be in the hunt. Well, the Blues fans were speaking with their feet because at three-quarter time at Marvel Stadium on Friday night, it was somewhat of a mass exodus, and Michael Voss touched on this after the loss. We've got a very passionate group of supporters. Um, we hit our membership record um, today. And so when you've got that wave of support, um, you want them to bring the noise. And with that, um, there's good. And uh, with that, yeah, there's some things that you're going to have to um, go through as well. Do you have an issue with them leaving? I mean, a lot left. I think four of the first five goals in the last quarter, and I reckon. No, I don't. 
No, no, I don't. It's it's up to them. I can't I can't determine what they um, do. All I know is that I'd rather have our fan base. I'd rather have them. I'd rather have them um, being able to create some noise for us. We're in a really really privileged position in that we've got a very large supporter base, and uh, you know we will more embrace that than anything else. So Brisbane's 26-point win was ostensibly set up in that third term where they kicked five goals to none and then it was a mass exodus for Blues fans who just simply had enough to that point. Did you like his answer, Michael Voss? I think he danced around it a little bit. But what's he meant to say? Yeah, yeah. Spot on. In my – what else can he say? He's got him – he can't – can't criticise his fans. (laughs) You're on a hiding to nothing there. What can he say? It's a question that, you know, he's trying to be respectful to the question but – what do you expect? Are they looking for a, a quotable piece? So he's trying to be as neutral as he can. We love our fans. They can do whatever they like. Um, he's briefed before the, the press conference on what they'll ask, how he should ask about it. So I just take nothing out of that. Then they just need to play a better style and sort that out. Yeah, I think the results will come. Yeah, yeah, you can change. You yep. can change mid-season. Yep. Yep. You, you can s- tweak. You can't overhaul it and become a different team. Mm. But there's some clear levers that they can pull to be more efficient going forward. Yeah. Patrick Cripps, Tom, you were saying how you're disappointed that he's never played a final and he's 28 now. So he's getting not towards the twilight, but he's certainly not at the beginning of his career. Closer to the end than the start. Absolutely. Um, Josh Dunkley played a sublime game on him. I think Chris Fagan said it was one of the best individual performances he's ever seen. Are you worried, both of you, that there's a blueprint now to playing Patrick Cripps, and indeed to playing the Blues, because it seems to me that if you cut them off at the head, that being the skipper, your Brownlow medalist, you're probably nine-tenths of the way to potentially recording a win. Yeah, I I think that's fair, uh, a fair comment. Uh, But it goes the same for a few teams. I mean, if Bontempelli, similar type player, but... Andrew Dunkley's an excellent footballer who was a... Josh Dunkley. Sorry. Andrew was also an excellent player. (laughs) Andrew was a very good defender. He was also on TV the other night. Uh, Josh is an excellent player, big-bodied mid. So not every team has one. Mm. But you're right. Most teams know how to stop other teams. It's whether you've got the individual that's capable of doing it. Yep. That's certainly a blueprint, but who's the player at 10 other teams that has the dimensions and the discipline to play that role Mm. to stop it? I mean, Crips will keep coming. And also, don't forget, some nights you don't have your best night Mm. that is part opponent, part the way that the game evolves. I mean, often we're critical. uh, A forward will have had a quiet game and we'll compliment the defender that played on him when it's more about the ball movement and the type of game you're involved in rather than the direct. Because at the same time, a defender can have six kicked on him but be outstanding because the ball went into his player 35 times and it went to the favoured side 28 times and he happened to win six of those 35 contests. It's just that he kicked straight. There's a nuance to it as well, but on face value, Dunkley's an excellent player. Cripps didn't have his best night. You just need to – they've got enough big-bodied mids to work in around him too. And and we shouldn't discount how good this performance was from the Brisbane Lions as well, They're a good team. They're they're a a very good team. But they were stung by their loss to the Western Bulldogs on a Thursday night in round three or round four. I can't remember the exact time. And they built this game up. This is their chance to show the football world that they are a genuine top four team. Who were their best two wins been against? Melbourne and Collingwood. Where were they? They were up at the Gabba. Yeah. Poor against Port. Dogs got them. 
beat the Giants in Canberra. What do you think they would have built up all week? Mm. Spot on, This Tom. was us. This is us. We're going to show what we are. Yeah. What we've shown previously is not us. You guys sort this out and play to the level that we need. Have they found a spot for Joe Danaher as that second ruckman? I think, I think it frees him up a little bit. Uh, Mentally more than anything. He gets yeah. to run around. Yep. And he can get caught up in the chain through the middle of the ground. He's an excellent field kick. So if he gets it, he's an extra mid through the middle of the ground. And it's just strategically how they have wanted to play. Uh, Fort, they'd played as that backup ruck. He's played as a sub a bit. But with Hipwood, Gunston and Danaher, they can't afford really to carry Fort McInerney in the ruck because you don't want to play them off the bench. You've got to roll them forward. They're too tall. Yeah. So as long as Gunston and Hipwood fitness-wise are fine, I think they'll look to use Danaher in that role. Do and you, do you still want to see more from those big forwards, though, Hipwood and Danaher? I feel oh. like when it comes to the crunch for a big game, I'm still not sure I can trust them entirely. When it comes to crunch so, time. When it comes to crunch time. Yeah. Hipwood is a good to very good player. He's, with, he's not a star, but he's a very good player. And he compliments the others. Joe is the one that I'll always want because you look at him talent-wise, you go, you could be the best player in the comp. So he's the one that can continue, in, for my, in my opinion, to give more and more, to be the, the, you know, the best that he can be. Um, he's such a critical part. I mean, you think about when the big forwards, if the big forwards can take over September, it can take you a long, long yeah. way. So, you know, he's the one that I'm sure they look at and go, okay, if there's one player that we would like to be in career best form for September, I think it would be Joe. Is it normal that Jared Lyons or any player that's the sub then plays VFL the next day as well? Had two disposals of the sub, then had 31 disposals in the VFL yesterday. Happened a little bit this year, yeah. more so. Uh, I because, might have missed it a couple yeah, of times. Yeah, the way it's been. Because... It's because they play Friday night, and there's only one Friday night game. Yeah. Usually, most teams play Saturday or Sunday. Now, if you play Saturday, your twos may have. So, circumstance was what allowed it. Really, yeah. they got a Friday night. He only played it. Look, he could have been subbed on in the first quarter. He wasn't. Yeah. So, back up. The, and it happened to be that the twos were playing at Icon Park the next morning. So, it all worked in together. And I think clubs will look to do that when the opportunity arises. Mm. And just some news out of that game, Tom Nick Newman. He's been handed a one match back for striking Lockie Neal in the third quarter. Yeah, this was graded as intentional high contact and uh, low impact, which is a one-week ban for Nick Newman. And Carlton have until tomorrow to appeal that. Um, I don't think they will. Um, I think it was clearly intentional. There was a bit of debate about whether it was his left hand or right hand that made contact, but the back angle clearly showed that the contact was high. And, um, and that's exactly the sort of action the AFL and the MRO is trying to stamp out.